0: and use promo code PDB at checkout. It's Thursday, November 16th. Welcome to the PDB Afternoon Bulletin. I'm Mike Baker, your eyes and ears on the world stage. Let's get brief. We're going to begin this afternoon by returning to our ongoing coverage of the situation at Al Shifa Hospital in Gaza City, which was captured by Israeli troops in an operation Wednesday morning. During the targeted operation inside the medical complex, Israel said IDF forces uncovered stockpiles of weapons including AK-47s, ammunition and grenades as well as military uniforms carrying the insignia of Hamas. Israel said they also discovered a military command center set up within the hospital's MRI unit, where they found weapons hidden inside the imaging machines. Now, members of the international press have said that they cannot yet verify the validity of the evidence presented by Israel, which IDF officials said proved the hospital was being used by Hamas. While there were no reports of fighting inside al-Shifa during the operation, a senior military official with the IDF did disclose that a brief firefight occurred with four Hamas gunmen stationed outside the hospital. Israel has not yet presented evidence of the suspected underground facilities at Al-Shifa, but stressed that they were still in the process of searching the hospital and assessing the situation within. Observers say that continued international support for Israel's response to the 7 October attacks now largely hinges on what is uncovered within the al-Shifa medical complex. Really? Because that's what international support hinges on? So apparently murdered babies, beheaded women, 1,200 civilians brutally killed, hundreds of hostages seized, that wasn't sufficient to garner persistent international support. Mark Regev, a senior advisor to Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, told CNN on Wednesday that they will release more evidence regarding the underground facilities in the coming days. Now, Hamas terrorists and hospital staff, whose relationship with Hamas is rather difficult to quantify, have of course denied these allegations. Frankly, regarding the hospital staff claiming the allegations are wrong, well, they're either compromised because they support Hamas or they're dealing with the reality that they had no choice. Look, if Hamas wanted something in Gaza, they got it the hospital staff was in no position to tell Hamas leaders what they could and couldn't do. The hospital has become a focal point of the war between Israel and Hamas, attracting international attention due to the suffering of the patients inside and suspicions over Hamas' activities underneath the facility. Israel has also said that they feared hostages taken on 7 October were being held inside. Now, Hamas was clearly using the thousands of displaced civilians and patients trapped inside as human shields, leveraging their plight to paint Israel as inhumane. President Biden denounced those actions in remarks Wednesday evening as a war crime. Israel reportedly brought incubators and baby food to the hospital for the newborns that had been trapped inside, along with other medical supplies, after they captured the facility. Despite the complexity of the situation, Israel is, unsurprisingly, facing intense international criticism over the operation, including from some UN officials. Cutter, who plays host to the leaders of Hamas, was the latest to join in the denunciations on Wednesday, calling Israel's actions a, quote, war crime. Now, perhaps Cutter's comments would have more credibility if they had bothered to condemn the slaughter committed by Hamas. But when you play host to Hamas leaders, I suppose they're calling them out for the 7 October brutality. Well, that would just make you a rude host. We learned Wednesday that signals intelligence gathered in recent weeks, including intercepted communications of terrorists operating within the hospital, factored into the conclusions reached by Israel and also by U.S. intelligence agencies regarding Hamas's use of the hospital. In his remarks Wednesday evening, President Biden reiterated his confidence in both Israeli and U.S. intelligence, that Hamas was operating underground facilities and working through tunnels at al-Shifa, and they were using those to carry out operations. We know that the use of al-Shifa by Hamas in the past has been well documented. In yesterday's PDB, we reviewed an Amnesty International report from 2014 that cited evidence of Hamas torturing and killing prisoners inside al-Shifa, and numerous reports, past and present, of Hamas militants firing from inside the hospital. With the capture of al-Shifa completed, Israeli officials have signaled their intent to turn their attention towards southern Gaza in an effort to eliminate Hamas's leadership and recover the estimated 240 hostages still being held by the terrorists. In a signal of impending Israeli action, officials with the UN said Thursday that IDF forces had dropped leaflets into areas along the eastern edge of the Gaza Strip, advising residents to leave. All right. Coming up after the break, I'll bring you the key takeaways from yesterday's summit between President Biden and Chinese President Xi Jinping. I'll be right back. Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, we made it through winter. Look at that. And spring, well, it's in full bloom, which of course means summer is just around the corner. You see how I figured that out? And that means more time spent outdoors. Not to mention, you got to get into summer shape, huh? Factor can help you spend less time in the kitchen and make sure you're eating well and meeting your wellness goals. Factors, no prep, no mess meals save time and help with getting and keeping you in great shape for summer, thanks to the menu of chef crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors, fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. Head to Factormeals.com slash PDB50, that's 50 thats five zero, and use code PDB50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code PDB50 at Factormeals.com slash PDB50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. You've heard it said, and it's true. Time is our most precious commodity. And the question is, How can you spend it wisely to improve yourself and the people around you? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you about a great way to continue the lifelong process of learning, and that's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subjects. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the Book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church, with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. Correct, I did say free. As an example, sign up for Constitution 101, The Meaning and History of the U.S. Constitution. Now, in this 12-lecture course, you'll explore the design and purpose of the Constitution, the challenges it faced during the Civil War, and how it's been undermined for more than a century by progressivism and liberalism. The course is self-paced, so you can start whenever and wherever Enroll now in Constitution 101. Our country needs more Americans who understand the Constitution and can defend the freedom of the American people against the encroachments of an increasingly large and unaccountable government. Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash pdb to enroll. There's no cost, and it's easy to get started. That's hillsdale.edu slash pdb to register. Welcome back. I want to return to yesterday's much-anticipated meeting, President Biden's summit with his Chinese counterpart, Xi Jinping. Earlier today, we talked about the climate agreement that they shook hands on, and we explained the irony of Xi talking about concern for the climate while his regime is busy building coal plants to the tune of two per week. Now we're getting more information about some of the other big-ticket items that the two leaders discussed. The top of the list is the big issue of communication, or, well, the lack thereof, between the U.S. and China. Now, if you recall, China cut off military-to-military communication with the U.S. after Nancy Pelosi's Taiwan visit last year. That's not exactly what you want when you're talking about the two biggest military forces on the globe and the potential for miscommunication or getting sideways with each other on a particular issue or encounter. Think back to the whole balloon ordeal earlier this year. While that was happening, China wouldn't even take a call from the U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. But it seems Biden and Xi made some progress on that front, and the White House announced that military-to-military communications are back. President Biden said that the two countries have agreed to direct, open, clear communications. Now that's a very good thing, possibly the most important development out of this summit. Okay, let's switch gears to the issue of Taiwan, which is what caused the communication rift in the first place. It's the most sensitive issue between the U.S. and China. But it appears that President Biden, well, he simply reiterated the longtime US stance on the matter, which frankly, nobody outside of diplomatic circles really understands. It's the one China policy, meaning uh, we recognize China's insistence on there being one China, of which they believe Taiwan is a part, while the US and allies still believe Taiwan should hold on to its independence. So it's the same old dance of strategic ambiguity uh, that the US and our allies have been doing for decades. Apparently, not much of substance was discussed regarding Taiwan and China's increasingly aggressive behavior towards the island nation. Finally, there was much made by the White House yesterday following the summit about counter-narcotics. President Biden led off his press conference with announcing an agreement with China related to fentanyl and joint counter-narcotics cooperation. As you may know, fentanyl's journey to American streets begins in China with the manufacturing of its precursor chemicals. It then hops over to countries like Mexico, and finally, it's smuggled right into our backyard by the cartels. The good news touted by the president? Well, The White House says we've got a new deal with China. Apparently, China is going to start cracking down on the companies that are cooking up these fentanyl ingredients. Apparently, Xi remarked that China will agree to substantially reduce the production of precursors and pill presses in China. No real specifics discussed, just a promise to work on it. Look, the reality is, if she was sincere, the CCP's Ministry of Public Security could, in relatively short order, shut down every fentanyl-related operation in China. Biden mentioned during his press conference the toll that fentanyl has taken on American lives, particularly young American lives. Given that, you would assume that this summit will be followed up with very specific and detailed meetings between the DEA and other enforcement agencies, and their Chinese counterparts to share information, work up specific operations, and carry out joint investigations in order to actually make a difference. By the way, while we can only hope that China does follow up in a meaningful way, one thing that the Biden administration could do independently, without asking for another country's assistance, is to take border security seriously. Creating a more secure border, and giving our enforcement agencies the resources they need, would have a significant impact on the amount of fentanyl hitting American cities and towns. And that, my friends, is the PDB Afternoon Bulletin for Thursday, 16 November. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me at pdb at thefirsttv.com. I'm Mike Baker. I'll be back tomorrow. Until then, stay informed, stay safe, stay cool.